0: Hey Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year, it cost me ten grand. Wait, ten thousand dollars? Yeah. And from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro mesh screen system, so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me. Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty. So your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300- Leaf.
1: Well, hello there. Top of the morning to you. Uh, you know that means it's almost noon when I'm recording this. But top of the morning is St. Patrick's Day, and I have. I'm not at a loss for words. I have a lot to say about St. Patrick's Day. It is a big drinking holiday, which, you know, later on I'm going to talk about letting things go. But obviously if you're listening to this show, you know I don't let things go most of the time. But sometimes it's really good to let things go. Matter of fact, today I had did my normal routine already. Drove the daughter to school, went Worked out, did some cardio, uh, came home, washed the car, did some office stuff for my notary business, and here I am, you know, get cleaned up, get ready for you guys, Eat a little lunch, and do a podcast. Keys bartender. And apropos to that, St. Patrick's Day, and it's interesting, while I was working out, on, I think it was Good Morning America or the Today Show. I think it may have been the Today Show. They had an interview with the owners, the father and son, uh, that owned McGillin's pub in Philadelphia. The oldest continuously open pub in the United States, maybe. I don't know. But it's one of the oldest ones in, in Philadelphia. And it's an Irish, Irish pub downtown. Great place to be. So... You're watching that, you know, you're seeing people wearing the green, goofy green shit, the plastic hats, plastic clover, the plastic, uh, whatever other shit they have, kiss me, I'm Irish, all these types of shirt and stuff like that. And I wore, like an asshole, I wore green to the gym today, uh, where I always used to say, hey, listen, I am of Irish descent, I don't need to wear green. So yeah, I don't let things go. I always ha- also have a problem with one of the drinks, the popular drinks, the Irish Car Bomb. I have a problem with culturally appropriating the worst, most negative aspect of your culture, of this culture, and making it into, you know, a drink. We celebrate. Hey, give me an Irish Car Bomb. You know, and stuff like that. I'm getting over that. I am actually getting over that. It's been. 23 years since the good friday accords that was during the clinton administration 1998 where hostility formally ended between the irish nationalist and the unionist and the british and all that shit which is good it's good there's a whole generation of people that didn't see this horrible shit, and don't don't get that you know strife isn't a normal thing. Violence and strife, and car bombings aren't normal. The indiscriminate bombing, and I realize people say, "Well, the reason they had to do it is because the British Empire was so powerful that they couldn't go toe to toe with the British army, so I had to resort to other means." Yeah, I understand. I understand. But a lot of the things, that, that we, they, uh, when we broke from the British during the Revolutionary War, it's because there wasn't rep- representation. for it. it was taxation without representation. And they were kind of doing a hands-off approach. It was like just taxing, taking money from the colonists and not giving them any voice and what's done and how they're protected and how uh, soldiers are deployed To protect them on the frontier. And they felt neglected. They felt like a a husband or wife. That's ignored by their spouse. Or maybe a child. That's left to fend for themselves. In the home. And the father just. Or the parents just go away. Say hey listen. You're on your own. Just send us any checks that come in. Make sure keep on doing the thing. That we are running our business. So we can reap some benefits and every so often there's going to be a relative that shows up you're going to have to house them and take care of them It's like an absentee yet parent making you know sure you take care of their aunts cousins and and nephews and all this shit. nieces and nephews that come over and visit a loose metaphor loose metaphor for it and this recent one was just because of the Irish Catholic thing Irish Protestant. And they wanted to reunite with Ireland. But the rest of Ireland really wasn't keen on having a lot of those people that were setting the car bombs included in their government. Because the Republic of Ireland, the rest of the island, was kind of moderate. And they don't really even, the Irish don't even really have much of a standing army. I think it's called the Garda or that may be their national police force, but they don't have much, the Irish don't have much, much of a paramilitary, they have a paramilitary force, let's say, they use it for the UN and shit like that. But back to St. Patrick's Day, amateur day, my grandfather used to call it, where people that normally don't drink go out and drink and get to excess, much like um, New Year's Day. New Year's evening. New Year's Eve. Boy, I went through all the names, didn't I? So New Year's Eve is one of those things where people don't normally go out, and then they go out and over imbibe and do those things. Same thing as St. Patrick's Day. Culturally appropriating the worst stereotype of the Irish, which is that the Irish are a bunch of drunks. All the shit you hear is saying, thank God invited, invented. Invented whiskey so the Irish wouldn't take over the world. That's... That's crazy, you know. The Irish did leave. The, the reason why they there was the Irish diaspora was because of the potato famine, and the potato famine and the famine and all that was brought on maybe by mismanagement of absentee landlords, British absentee landlords, and their agriculture policy in the Ireland because they had tenant farmers where. Almost all the harvest had to be given over to, or the, the meats, or whatever the livestock, or so it was turned over to British. It was a breadbasket of Britain. And the remaining land, irrigatable land, was used by the Irish. They had small plots. They allowed the tenant farmers to use to raise their own crops. And what they did was they had intensively, agri- you know, the potato, because the potato didn't really tire out the, the soil. And then when the blight came around, and I spoke about this a couple weeks ago, I imagine so it's redundant. So we're still talking about that stuff, but it's over twenty three years. They had to the peace accords, and Ireland had a little what was it called what is a financial crisis because they got really big in banking and te- uh, te- the tech sectors, and back in two thousand and Seven, eight, nine, Iceland, Ireland, some ways uh, Spain, Italy, Portugal. They all had the crises of where the tech, the tech boom, the later tech boom kind of crashed and their economy was kind of based on it. And they they went deeply into debt. So there's always ups, ups and downs and stuff like that. But we're celebrating Irish culture by drinking. I drink. I don't even remember St. Patrick. St. Patrick was a Roman citizen who was kidnapped by marauders onto the British Isle, Isle, the island. And they brought Patrick back and he became a cleric. Or he he went back and became a cleric or whatever and stuff like that and drove the snakes out of, you know. Yeah, there's tons of snakes in this cold, wet place. Which, no, there's not tons of snakes. There's some, There're probably tons of snakes. But why would, you know, if he drove all the snakes away? They could have used the snakes during the potato famine. They could have ate, ate the snakes. You know. So, I don't mean to piss you guys off, but it's, it's no way to really celebrate it. There should be more cultural things about how there's contributed to the development of this country. How they came over and contributed to to the expansion of the U.S. Republic and how they actually even got involved in other places in the Western Hemisphere, in South and Central America, a lot of Brit, uh, a lot of Irish, were involved in the independence movements of countries in Central and South America in the in the mid 1800s because of the the war, and they came over and they went. They've, you know, In the United States in the mid-1800s, there was an anti-Catholic sentiment. So they found more of a accepting, like says, at least culturally when it comes to their religion, in, in South, South America that was heavily Roman Catholic, and they were Roman Catholic too. So we're dealing with that. We're going to have a lot of people asking for Guinness doing this shit, drinking Jameson's thing like that and they think they're doing I don't know what they think they're doing commemorating what commemorating the destruction of their liver maybe but we'll talk about that later when letting go letting go i got a story a hypothetical story because i don't want to get in trouble with anybody and this is a hypothetical story two customers two women customers are at the bar and the bartender's there and one of his co-workers is there, an, a woman. And the co-worker and the bartender are behind the bar and the two customers on the other side sitting at a table. At one point, one of the women at the bar, the customer, leans over and pinches the top part of his mask, his surgical mask, to close the nose gaps. because she doesn't, And she's not wearing a mask. And neither is the other person she's with. And she closes it and I look over at the woman. Oh, wow, well, I'm kind of give it over. I'm going to go back to the hypothetical. The bartender looks over at the woman and knows that she doesn't even have her mask on. And I look at the person and I go, what the fuck? Why do you have a problem with the gap in my mask? And here I go, I spoil the thing. I'd be horrible. I'd be horrible in this fucking newscast where they they do the shadow there, right? Where it's anonymous. I'd be giving it up all the time, but I'm going back to hypothetical. So what the fuck? This other person isn't even wearing a mask. I was like, oh, yeah, they're wearing a mask, the person says. And the person that said, no, I wasn't wearing a mask because I was talking. I said, that's why you wear a mask when you're talking. And she's the one that tells people they need to wear a mask. Right? So then later on, I mean, I say, out of all of us here, the bartender says, they're the only one that has both of the vaccine shots or Pfizer shots, the one you need two of them. And the rest of them are susceptible, even though the bartender's wearing a mask to protect other people, realizing they could still be a carrier and not, you know, be asymptomatic. So then, a couple minutes later, the person with them again is standing there with the mask under their nose. So to see what they do, I took my mask and put it on their nose. And the customer, and I screwed it up again. The customer points out, you got the mask on your nose. I said, yeah, just like that other person. No, she doesn't. And go, turn your head to the right. See? Yeah, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm the only one doing this. Why do we, I know agree with that and stuff like that, but don't point out some one person when other people, it, it doesn't work that way. I understand what people say. It's like having a non-peeing section of the pool. You can pee in this part of the pool, but you can't pee in that. No, it all mixes together. And I'll get back to that when I talk about letting go. Really. What are you going to do? This time change. I know, it's this shitty segue here. This time change really did a number on me. Springing forward Falling back is Falling a lot easier. you getting the extra hour. But losing that hour, you never get it back. Fucked up my sleep for three days. It's, what's it, Saturday night? So Sunday, I woke up Monday, Tuesday, and today's Wednesday. Day. I'm still fucked up. I'm tired. Yesterday, I was wiped out. It was my day off. I get up, make coffee, and I'm ready to go back to sleep, but my daughter's getting ready for school. My wife's going to work. I had the day off. I know I got to go to the gym because I know I'm going to feel like shit if I don't. I said, listen, I'll take her to school. And on the way back, I'll go to the gym. My, do- my wife likes to go to the gym before she goes to work, so she doesn't have to drive back and forth. She's a couple miles. Her- my daughter's school is halfway between the gym and her work, and she has to kind of you know, come back. To get to the gym, so I said, "Go straight to the gym, get that extra time if you want, you know, or take your time going there." I'm going to go too. I'll drop her off, and I got to come back because I got to go down down all the way. Well, I'm in there, and I'm feeling, you know, how when your ass is like just barely awake, you're not feeling it. That's how I felt. I'm pulling up to the gym. I'm ready to just turn the car around and head home, but I know in my head, I said, "I got to do this. Feel better, and it's a weightlifting day." I say, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. And so when I get into the gym, I get ready, get, go ahead. I go to the hardest section that I, I hate doing, the working on my abs and doing free weights, and do that. I'm, I'm not. This isn't a workout show, so I don't talk about my workout routine. And the reason I work out, is part of it is, I guess, egotism. Because I want to look good. I'm trying to make myself look as good as possible as I could as I get older. And I'm trying to maintain it because I know if I lift and, and do cardio and things like that, I'm able to work better. And I'm not limping around as much. I know the m- longer I don't work out, the more I feel the effects. Like bending over and not being able to... You know that thing that happens to middle-aged guys. Louis C.K. said it best. Trying, when you get to a certain age and you got a bit of a gut, it feels like you're trying to fucking fold over a bowling ball when you're trying to tie your shoes or put your socks on. Several years ago, it couldn't have been too long ago, maybe less than two years ago, I saw on TV a device used for people to put their socks on. It's kind of an extension. So you put it on the device and you slide it over your feet. That's the worst thing in the world for a certain segment of people. Obviously, if you have a problem with your back and it's fused and you can't bend over and things like that, that's totally appropriate. But the less you use something, the more like it's a use it or lose it. And that's the truth when you get older. If you don't use your lungs, you're going to lose lung capacity. If you don't use your muscles... You're going to lose your muscles as a percentage of your body weight. Your muscles start wasting away. So with guys and women and stuff like that, this is that's the way it goes. Your body produces more fat than it does muscle or maintains more fat than it does muscle. And I realized I can put on, I have no problem putting on fat. If I had to, prior to a famine... And you never know when a famine's is going to happen nowadays if something bad happens. Because look what happened in Texas a couple weeks ago with that cold. When they lost power. Shit like that. You can end up not having stores open. You you can't cook anything. Shit like that. But I have a tendency as I get older, I want to run a little leaner because I realize how hard it is. And as older you get, it's much harder for you to burn that fat. And I'm not trying to be a 20-year-old or something like that. I realize I'm not. I'm trying to be a well person in their later 50s. A healthy, healthy, strong person. And that's improving my flexibility and strength and things like that. And that's why I go to the gym. So anytime I don't feel like going to the gym, I have to think, wow, what, how do I normally, I got to project in the future. How will I feel if I go home and take a nap? I'll feel like shit. I'll, I might get an hour sleep. I might not. But I definitely will not have it worked out and done anything to make myself stronger. So I went and I felt better afterwards. Felt better afterwards. That, I mean, that's pretty much what you want to do, right? And all the time, it's just feel good about yourself, feel healthy, not feel tired. When you feel tired, if you're well rested, part, part of the thing I really, my... I'm sorry, my phone's popping off. I guess it's my notifications coming in. But when I wake up and I'm checking, giving myself my body's status report, I think about how much I slept, how I feel. You know, as you get older, it's more aches. And I mean, I know there's younger people out there, depending on what you do to your body. Whether it's traditional sports or extreme sports, Shit like that. I know. I know people in their twenties. Once they get out of high school or college, so much damage to their body. It's incredible, whether it's through sports or through an injury. For now, it's me. I, I was fortunate. I don't. I never had really long term injuries that really affect me in the long term. But I do have that long-term deterioration and that's what i hate to say it like that but age is a deterioration you stop replacing the new you know you don't have new cells you don't have this you don't have that and you're just trying to do that are people getting new hips i don't know it seems like my hips are great right now it seems like whenever i have a problem it's more of my muscles and tendons which i can work on and if I eat well, i got to eat well to watch. I have a propensity. I could become pre-diabetic and then diabetic. So I've got to watch my sugar intake. And it especially happened since I stopped drinking. Because when I stopped drinking, I needed to do more sweets and stuff like that. And then the extra weight. I mean, I'm a tall, thin guy. I don't have a heavy frame. And I was not built to hold 275 pounds. Even though I'm tall, I, w- I wasn't wide. So I seem to be best around anywhere from 220 to 215. And i am gotten real close to 220, but I got real close to... I would kept on dropping really quick, and I was kind of worried about that. I said, wow, I can't, I've never had a pro- time in my life where I was able to drop weight quickly. It's my first time at 57. Because I was always, when you're, I guess that's the psychology of a little young skinny guy. You always want to be bigger. I would have chose being, you know, having a little big belly over being real thin, six-pack stomach. But I was so skinny, I wanted to be bigger. And then, you know what helps you do that? Being middle-aged, you'll be bigger to you get sick. And that's a horrible thing. I don't want anybody to be thin because they're sick. But being, getting, getting heavy and then losing that weight, the muscles, now you, you, I may end up, if I end up 242, my 240, if I got to 242 when I was 25, that would have been a lot of muscle. I had a lot of testosterone, I worked out a little, I would maintain that muscle. But when you're in your 50s and you get to that, some people, you know, they do the ageless male thing where they're pumping the human growth hormone and shit, you know, yeah you get a lower percentage of muscle and then you got more fat and you're carrying that around in the same frame and you're using l- less muscle to carry more weight and even if you're younger you're going to be you would have been tired add that age related joint failure and shit like that so that's why I do it I do it I don't know and I tried doing that before I don't know why people don't There are people that get concerned about their physical health. But they don't worry about their mental health. And that's the next thing I want to get to. And it's about, I was going to open the show with letting go. I was thinking of that song from Frozen. My daughter liked it. It came out six, seven years ago. Maybe more. God, you know, time flies. But it's all about not... Letting things get to you, letting it go not carrying around with you. And I've said before, if you're angry at someone, you have a resentment, it's like holding a coal in your hand and letting it burn your hand and waiting until you get the next opportunity to throw those coals back at the person that you're harboring a resentment. And what happens? You're burning your hand. And sometimes that person doesn't really get affected by you throwing it back in their face. They don't really give a shit or you never get the opportunity. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't help. So that's one of the things. It was funny because today I realized I'm about to do the show and all this stuff. And I got out of the shower. I'm ready to go eat before I do the show. And there's I hear someone coming by on a wheeled vehicle. It wasn't a, a motorcycle or anything like that. I just hear wheels on the road outside my house. And it's a middle-aged guy on a skateboard. And several years ago, I had a guy walk in, drink some kind of whiskey and Michelob. It's either Crown or Jameson's. And it kind of made me think Jameson's, but I think the guy was drinking Crown. And he had a 40 something dollar bill, and he ran off of me. He had a center wheel skateboard, electric skateboard. He took off on it. I chased him. almost caught him. He fell off. But I wasn't in my best cardio shape at the time. So after a half a mile, I kind of stopped. My shoe was untied. And I went to time of shoe. I had a hard time getting down to time of shoe because I wasn't taking care of myself that well. Even though it was a spin instructor and stuff like that. But I wasn't running. Now I'm running. I think I would have caught the guy if I was in the shape. I know two years later I would have caught the guy. And I see the guy going by and I think for a second, there's my fucking Moby Dick. No pun intended. The guy was a dick. He ran out on his bill. And I chased him and... Right when I had to tie my shoe and stuff like that, I yelled at him to stop, and he fell off his skateboard. And it gave me time. And I'm tying my shoe real quick. I'm trying to get down to tie my shoe. And I get up, and I still did not get my breath back. And the guy's climbing on the ground. He's like a turtle laying on the ground. And I could have caught him right then. I was if I just get that burst of energy, I could have ran and you know covered that hundred and something feet. You know, and just caught him taking his fucking board and say, hey, listen, I know this board's probably worth like 300, 400 bucks. You're going to pay me 40 bucks and you're not getting the board back. And they can, you can call the cops and stuff like that. And I'll just say, hey, listen, he ran out on his bill and see who wins that one. But here it is two years later and I'm still thinking about it. As a guy who's clearly not the guy goes down the street drinking his energy drink. It's a couple years younger. And I'm thinking about prior to me harboring that resentment talking about letting go so it happens anyway i'm not a hypocrite i know of it i don't always employ it it's just like you know what to eat right you know you should eat a fucking salad but you shouldn't be eating the burrito and french fries and you don't eat the salad yes i'm aware of that i wear i'd be healthier if i ate the salad uh, yes, i aware that I shouldn't have had 10 shots of Jameson's. And I feel like shit the next day. I, that happens. But there's other ways of letting things go. There's other things. And it's a practice. And I used it accidentally the other night. We're in the midst of busy season down here. It's beautiful down here right now. It's in the low 80s. It's going into the low 70s on the weekend coming up. It's going to be in the low eighty. I mean, low 60s in, at night. So we're going to open our windows again. It's going to be beautiful. And we love that stuff. And there's still down here a kid break. Uh, college kids on spring break. and all down here. And they're, they're fucking just saying, I don't give a fuck about COVID. I'm just going out and stuff like that. So many, most of the people are wearing masks. Every so often you get people that go, you no, know, they come, they came down here to fucking not only take a vacation to make a political point that they're not going to and, you know, just we we tell them that, you know, fuck off sometimes. No. We we ask them nicely. Say, I'm sorry. Can you please put on a mask? This is what we're doing here. And they're trying to pass uh, the the Florida's, uh, the Republicans are trying to pass in the house that local governments cannot enforce mandates. But that doesn't fucking matter anyway. Because a business can enforce a mandate in the state If the state doesn't get, if the state wants to get involved and say now they're telling the states telling municipalities that they can't enforce local ordinances, it's kind of fucking opposite of state uh, of the Republican philosophy that government is getting involved. So they're passing rules to interfere with that. They're trying to pass rules for interfere with voting. Now they're interfering with. Medical hygiene, which is wearing a mask right now, where we're, but here about letting go. Okay, I, see, I get out, I get on and do it. So let let me finish up on this. So it's busy down here. We were closing because of the uh, hours we were running. Uh, our hours are hour earlier on weekdays. Sunday through Thursday, meaning we close at 10 o'clock. We open at 1130, close at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock on, on the weekends. Well, we're getting people coming after 9 o'clock and they're coming in, coming in, coming in. Because part of it is the time change too, because people don't want to come. They like to go out when after it's been dark and it's getting darker later. So I just, at the end of the day, at a very busy night, I don't know how you are. I like to get the fuck out of work and, you know, just go and sit down. I'm done after I pushed out, you know, made a lot of drinks and stuff like that, ran around, shit, shit like that, cleaned up. I'm done. I'm ready to go. And there's still people coming in. And then I just thought, wait a second. I know people say, hey, Jim, if there's a lot more people. Aren't you making more money? Yeah, yeah, we are. You know, at a certain point, you're just done with that, right? But I thought, my head, oh, I'm making more money. And the business is doing well. And if the business is doing well, that means I'm going to be employed a little longer if I don't fuck it up and get fired, right? So I just thought, and me being angry is making me feel fucking miserable. Why should I be angry when someone comes in? Should be happy. You still love me? Yeah. Now, there's a certain time I got to think of the kitchen, right? Right? The kitchen's paid differently. they paid by the hour. They want to get out. They're tired. They've been running and stuff like that. So it's not up to me. So I got to be mindful of the kitchen. Not necessarily the thing I say, hey, listen, the kitchen's going to be closing shortly. We're just taking care of these last couple of business, uh these things. But normally close at nine. But um, yeah, I can take your order and stuff like that. And, you know, you're going to be, you want to sit here at the bar. I'll take care of you and, say, you know, I, I'll, we'll feed you and do all this stuff. I felt immediately better once I accepted and said, hey, listen, where else do I want to be? Now, in my head, yeah, I want to be home. I want to go and see my family and stuff like that. Yeah, I do. I'm not rushing out to go. It's funny. A lot of people in the business, at the end of the night, they're just thinking into my time. You're you're coming here drinking. It's gotten into my drinking time. Yeah, that's the way I used to think. Hey, say, look, get to, hey I'll join you, but I, I, I can't join you here. I got to leave. I'm going to hang out I'm going to this place as soon as I'm done well I'm going home that's what I'm doing now I don't do that anymore I don't need a drink at the end of the night so I know if I start thinking that way at least when I'm in line if it's a long um, line at the grocery store let's say the line of people at the cash register There's things I could do. I got my phone. I can go and send an email or something like that. I can go and check my emails. I can look around at the people at me. Just apprise the situation. See what's going on. See who I see. Say hello to people. Say hi to some of the cashiers. There's tons of things. Other than being impatient. Same thing on the road. There's so many accidents down here. Because... There's so much traffic, so there's multiple factors that go into it. The people Driving creatively or more aggressively. And people not take into account this car may swerve out of the way here once the light changes and they're all coming out and someone's position or jockeying for positions like they're at the Daytona 500. And they're doing it on turns and stuff like that. They don't realize there's Route 1, there's all these... Residential roads pouring out onto a highway. And people are just doing things about pulling out. And you're going to start seeing the acceleration accidents. When I say acceleration accidents, you got electric cars and elect- electric car motors are more responsive. And they have a much more reactive engine, meaning that from zero to 45, it's like three, four seconds. So a light changes and you think, oh, that's going to take a moment and it says, nope, that car's going to be up to speed in three seconds. And you're not going to have to be to close that. You always in the old days, you always thought you're going to have except, you know, if someone's chirping their wheels and hitting their big the eight cylinder 457 engine or their the burn rubber and stuff like that. You, you always you always think you got a little more time because it takes a while, especially the bigger cars. You think it's going to take a little while. Wait until trucks get that one, electric trucks with those powerful uh, electric motors. They're going to get up to speed so quick. People are going to be have to be mindful of it. That when a truck starts at a light, that it might get up to to highway speeds. In 12 seconds, where normally you just take 20, 30 seconds because you got to go through all those fucking gears. You know, so that's where letting go and being patient and taking it. In. Hey, listen, when we're down here, you got to think maybe you're not going to make it there in time. Maybe you're not. You give yourself a little more extra time. Sometimes at an accident, you may not get there at all. It's one of those things. And then it's only for like A month. The height of season. The height of season. It's only like that for a month. We got it. Spring break's going on for our little high schools and grade schools and shit like that. And and then you got college. And it's the perfect trifecta of crowds. You just got to deal with it. And it's the same thing in a restaurant. It's going to be busy. And people come in and say, why does it take so long for my french fries? Well, you're not the only one ordering. We got three times the amount of people. Just because you don't see them here, people say, why is it so busy? It seems like it's busy here. Well, a lot of people are sitting outside. We never had so many people sit outside. On a regular night, we'll have half our people sitting outside. You used to, pre-COVID, we might have like 12 people out there. Regularly, we have 30 people. 30, 40 people. And we're a small restaurant outside. And it just takes a little time. Just because you don't see all the people and there's only like two tables inside. The rest of them outside. They think, well, you're not that busy. Why, why is it taking so long? Oh, yeah, there's all different factors for that. Just let it go. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy where you're at. Enjoy your surroundings. Talk to people. Like being on vacation, right? It's a nice thing when you go to a different place. It's always hard for people down here that live down here year-round to really appreciate what the feeling is like when they arrive, when people get off the goddamn plane and they're uh, at the airport and get their rental car and they get into the Keys and the first place they stop could be the restaurant. But... It's five after nine. The kitchen closed at nine, but there's still food being made, and you got to go. Hey, people come in. Hey, listen, kitchen's closing real quick. Can you order? You know, I I have to be mindful, people. This is the first time, the first place they stop sometimes, and they want, they're just enjoying like themselves. They're here. They want to have a couple of drinks. It's dark already, so you know there could be in the sun. They may have came from a place like Minnesota where it's like freezing and they're down here and they just want to enjoy themselves. I just want to facilitate that now. I realize there's not a lot of things I can control in my life, but I can control how I feel about them. And I can do my best not to be an impediment to someone else's. Good time. There's some people you can't help. They're gonna be. They're determined to be fucking pissed off, and I've helped them get pissed off sometimes. I didn't feel good. I never really felt good about that. I don't want to contribute to that. I don't feel good about people be, being pissed off. I there's some people I feel worse about pissing off than others. Some people, if you're a fucking jerk off, you're always going to be pissed off and that's your normal state of being. Or some people that you're not and they rarely are pissed off and they get pissed off and they go, oh man, there must be something going on. Or they may have perceived something in myself. I don't know. I don't know that. You can't control that. But if I'm aware of it, I'll try to, you know, and soften my reactions and stuff like that. People are just looking at your eyes they don't know what you're saying they don't know what your re- real reaction is you know you could be blinking and stuff like that you know, people are looking at my eyes and they can't tell these furrowed brow they can't tell from I guess people can tell when you're smiling if people and it's appropriate with St Patrick's Day uh, being here people can tell focusing on your eyes that you're smiling now I do. I think they see it in me. And uh, I hope they see it a lot more. I try not to. I'm a smart ass and by nature. But I want to be known as more of a smiling person. I want to uh, tell you about a place. If you are in Key Largo, if you are visiting down here. At Mile Marker 102 Oceanside. There's a restaurant called The Catch Restaurant and Bar. The one I work for. It's open every day. For lunch and dinner, except this coming Easter Sunday, we're closed. I think that's in a little over two weeks, maybe. Yeah, two weeks is Sunday. But that'll be that's traditionally kind of like the end of our busy season. Supposedly, we're still going to be busy after that. But, you know, that's spring breaks over and shit like that. But if you come to The Catch, check out Monday through Friday, we have happy hour. Oh, there! I am looking out the window right now, and I see a, a um, what's that little bird that does, that that cute little uh, hummingbird. I see a hummingbird hitting. Oh, Christ. See, that's the keys. But if you come to the catch, Mile Marker 102 Oceanside, open Monday, every day, open for lunch and dinner, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 3.30, 6.30, great American Seafood, American food choices for people that don't like seafood if you have your own catch bring it in we'll prepare it for you and if you do come in and you get it from this show please tell someone that you heard it from the Keys bartender they sent you here and I'd like to thank you if you like the show please share it with a member of your family or friends or friends and family or strangers Um, if you're uh, you know if you want to Share it on OnlyFans. I know that's known mainly for online porn, but who knows? Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please send it your questions to Jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a great day. Here's the music.